0: Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of bridge the gap connecting business perspectives with your hosts myself colton Cockrell, and trisha stetzel Our goal is to bridge the generational gender and life experience gap in business through our unique styles of gathering information from our guests Now let's get it started all right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the greatest show on earth. Wednesday, it is Bridge the Gap, and I am so pumped up right now. We're gonna be talking about cryptocurrencies, and I am just I I, I hope we can get this. Trisha, I'm not gonna go over, I promise. Uh, but before I introduce my lovely co-host, Trisha Stetzel, my name is Colton Cockrell, certified financial fiduciary and independent financial advisor with share mckinley group and with me as always my i almost said trusty steed i don't know where that was going to come from but my trusty co-host uh the hostess with the most miss trisha stetzel trisha
1: colton you are way too excited about our guest today and you know what i'm excited that i'm the one that brought him here to meet you so <laughs> you're so welcome Hey everybody, Trisha Stetzel here, Results Extreme Business Solutions. I am super, super, super excited about the gentleman that we have on the show today, Mr. Douglas Horde. Douglas is beginning the 19th year, 19th year as the owner of My Tax Guy in Houston and his 20th year in professional tax preparation. He focuses on self-employed or highly employed persons with complications such as day trading, rental property, and Dun, 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 dun. Cryptocurrency. As a long time self employed entrepreneur, he's either seen or made all the misca- mistakes that self employed or micro employers make and knows how to fix them. Douglas, my friend, welcome to the
2: show. Thanks. I appreciate it.
0: Man, I and the reason why I'm so excited is because I saw on our notes that we had a Bitcoin guy coming in, and I had no idea what side of the fence he was going to be on. So I had no idea really what to expect. So now knowing that we're on the same side, I am really excited. So jumping right in, I actually have clients who have asked about cryptocurrency, and I'm definitely going to be forwarding this video to them. So Douglas, let's first start off. Everyone has, hopefully, everyone has done their taxes, or at least they're they've filed an extension. There's this uh, kind of, all eh, eh, right, <laughs> but there's a new thing that's coming out now on our tax returns. There's a new question that people um, were kind of caught off guard by, and it, w- it was asking if you've sold exchanged cryptocurrencies in, in, within you know, 2020. Uh, can you explain what is this? Why, why does that matter? Why is this question now involved on our tax returns?
2: Sure. So the IRS, um, their greatest punishment, of course, is the threat of imprisonment. And there are only two things that they can put you in prison for one is not filing at all and the other is tax fraud so if you sold exchanged received or swapped any virtual currency at all in 2020 and you answer that question no and later it becomes known that you did they got you tax fraud you lied to the irs
0: that is crazy. And why, why is that? Why is that a question now? What's the importance of swapping or trading cryptocurrencies?
2: It is the same. The tax treatment of it is the same as commodities or options basically. So you can't take a position, say in Chevron and say, Oh, I don't want Chevron anymore. I want Exxon. And then just like slide over and not have a taxable event. You sell the X, the Chevron stock, and you buy the Exxon stock. So you have a gain calculation and a new basis established. It's the exact same thing every time you use cryptocurrency in any fashion, even if you're using your Visa debit card on your cryptocurrency account to buy a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Hmm. Interesting. And so there's no that is 1099- a taxable t- transaction right there.
0: And there's no 1099 or anything like that that you would get with a stock.
2: Uh, only uh, Coinbase, the only US-based exchange, is issuing 1099 Bs. Uh, their formatting sucks by the way. <laughs> but um, yeah, the SEC has ruled that this is a regulated, it's a regulable set of transactions. I'm expecting that they're going to use the same Treasury reach that they were able to get every international financial institution to register. With the Treasury Department, the GIIN, Global Intermediate Identification Number, Intermediary Identification Number, they're gonna use the same tools to force all of the exchanges to issue 1099Bs and report all those transactions to the IRS. It's only a matter of time.
1: Mm. Okay, so Colton, you jumped right in, and I know that some of our listeners are gonna say, What in the world is cryptocurrency? So, Douglas, can I get you to back up just a little sure. bit? And tell us, what in the world is cryptocurrency, uh, in other words, virtual currency? So h- what is the value behind something that doesn't exist?
2: Well, you got to be careful when you're talking to a Bitcoin fanatic. Um, they're like Tesla fanboys. They, um, they believe what they believe, and you can't persuade them of otherwise. But Bitcoin was invented, literally invented in 2008, it is a way to exchange value that is documented and verifiable without the physical movement of money or passing through the financial system. So that's it, that's the, that's, that's the entire reason it exists. There's nothing behind it. There are no market fundamentals. They don't have any assets. You know, if Ford went out of business tomorrow They have plants, they have equipment, they have accounts receivable, they have all kinds of assets that go into their business model and their history to give fundamentals that you can assess what's this thing really worth. And in any virtual currency, there is absolutely nothing to assign a value to.
0: Hmm. And the crazy thing is, is like, you know, even with uh, currencies, you know, across the world you know, there's a, there's fluctuations, right? In currencies and, you know, in Bitcoin, it's Bitcoin, Dogecoin, whatever you want. It's more of, you know, the hype, right? The demand, (laughs) it's just, it's crazy. Um, So let me ask you this. Why is there so much hype and just fascination around cryptocurrency?
2: Initially, the enthusiasm was for trading on the dark web literally that's that was its initial appeal that extended to like survivalists and people who are fundamentalist libertarians who want to not have their financial histories tracked mm-hmm. as the values of some of these coin issues increased you started to get the speculators people who want to make quick money for nothing. And now we're at a point where we're seeing people borrow significant amounts of money to buy cryptocurrency, to hold it, thinking that they're going to become rich. It's the same mental state, in my view, as buying a scratch-off ticket.
0: Man, and we, we kind of talked right before, um, just the idea of People are not looking in terms of percentages, but in dollars. So, if it, you know, again, we'll use Bitcoin as an example. If it's already trading at 40, dollars 60,000, right, it's going to have to double just to make a hundred percent return versus when it's at you know a dollar and it goes to 50,000. That's a significant return. So, a lot of people have already missed the boat. However, there are people out there saying that it's going to get up to the hundreds of thousands and thousands. So, I mean, what do you say to those people who have that mindset and who are putting a lot of their 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 money and their assets, taking loans out of their, taking a home loan, right? Uh, equity out of the house to buy, buy this stuff. Well, what do you say to those people? And, and be nice because it might be uh, some more audience members. I know, I'm sorry. I'll be nice.
1: We can see your face, Douglas. The,
0: our listeners cannot see your face,
1: but we can.
2: I'll be nice. Um, I would say that they are misadvised. I would say that they are um, responding to an emotional input and not responding to rational decisions. We, we've seen how wildly a single person can manipulate the market. You know, um, Tesla bought a bunch of Bitcoin, announced that they would start taking Bitcoin in payment for their cars. They only did it for a couple of weeks, but their, their stock value went through the roof because the value of Bitcoin went up by more than 20%. And then all of a sudden, they're like, wait, we don't want to get paid for our cars in something that can collapse in, in value by the time we deliver the car. So they turned that off and the value of Bitcoin collapsed. It went down 11% in that first day. So when you have one person who can manipulate the market that easily, it is not a rational investment. That's, that's spot on. That's well said.
1: Well, and it, it sounds like, Douglas, this started on the dark web, right? I mean, this was something that somebody who was not a tax paying citizen was mm. doing in the background, right? Now, right. what we're finding, as you stated earlier, is there is tax implication here, right? In buy, uh, buying, selling, and selling or trading, right? Bitcoin. Right. All right. So you're our tax guy. Yep. You're like the guy that we would come to to make sure that everything looked right. What's a percentage of people that you're seeing that, that should have <laughs> checked the box that says that they traded or sold Bitcoin? Is it a, is it a high amount?
2: Um, I'd say probably at least 10% of my clients right now are Interesting. fiddling with it. And that number's going up. Um, I'm one of the only people who will actually do taxes for cryptocurrency holders. Hmm. So uh, that is getting out and people uh, are responding because you walk into an H&R block or your average CPA office, and they're going to send you right back out the door. They don't want to know. They don't want to, they don't even understand how to deal with it. They don't understand what it is. Um, So, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Um, so when they come to me, it is largely either self-reported because they've heard and actually accept that this is reportable and that the IRS is starting to track this, or they've received a notice letter from the IRS telling them that they had crypto transactions and they didn't report them. Those are the two ways people are coming in the door.
0: Golly man, that's, that's pretty scary. Uh, now, l- let me ask you this, because a lot of the time, you know, when you hear, you'd actually I'm not hearing it as much anymore, but originally whenever people talked about Bitcoin, it was the idea behind the blockchain technology. Can you, can you speak a little into that?
2: Blockchain technology is very interesting. Um, basically, the computer transferring the funds generates a code and then a third party mines the cryptocurrency by generating a matching code. Um, Bill Maher on his show a couple of weeks ago likened it to a massive computer running through all the possible numbers and guessing until it gets it right. This process consumes vast amounts of electricity. When I say vast amounts of electricity, The electricity necessary to process the purchase price of a single Tesla model three is the equivalent amount of electricity that it would take to charge it from zero to a hundred for five months. That's to process one transaction. Oh
0: my gosh. You know, I've heard people like with, they had like massive computer, like ton of computers in like an upstairs room and had like their AC down to like 50 because that room was so hot. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's man. That is. I just. Oh my goodness. I you know I don't really hear a lot about mining anymore. Mostly just people just buying and selling. Um. Again, just just trying to take advantages of the swings in the market, which again you can't time the market. Don't ever think you can.
1: <laughs> and I was on mute, but I wanted to say it sounds like an old mainframe room, right? With the heat and the computers uh, and, that, and all of the.
2: Yeah, that exists. <laughs> a substantial amount of the mining now goes on in China. The Chinese government has blocked people from trading cryptocurrencies and the Chinese finance system from interacting with any cryptocurrency transactions. So the only way Chinese can, Chinese nationals can participate in the crypto mo- world is to mine.
0: Hmm. That's that's interesting. Man, see so yeah, that's uh, you and I definitely need to talk offline. Um, yeah. that, that's very that's very fascinating. So, so really, kind of to, to sum all this up here, um, you know, if you're if you're buying and selling, especially selling cryptocurrency, you definitely probably need to talk to a tax advisor who is familiar with how taxation works with cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, you shouldn't buy cryptocurrency at all. Uh, third <laughs>
1: Colton, you're gonna have to cut that out of the show, friend.
0: <laughs> no, no, you know, okay, I, I can't. You know, as a fiduciary, I'm I'm actually not even allowed to sell cryptocurrency. Um, but you know what I, what I tell people, um, you got to first invest for retirement, invest for your future. And, th- and that's not, that's not a cryptocurrency. And after that, you know, uh, if you want to invest in cryptocurrency, that's your, that's all you, but I can't do it. Um, just people have to be smart with their money. I mean, their future, you, you gotta, you gotta prepare and you gotta be smart about it. You can't take, take massive risks. If you have money lying around afterwards, Hey, feel free, but, but not,
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's if you had money that you could comfortably blow and drive over to Lake Charles and put it in the slot machine, you could also invest that in cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it from a recreational standpoint like that, there's nothing wrong with it. But if you think that it's an investment mm-hmm. or if you're following the idea that you, that this is going to replace fiat currencies like the United States dollar or the Japanese yen… You've got issues. And he
0: means that in a very sweet way, of course. I, I <laughs> in a very it's like sweet it's, way. It's,
2: it's a thoughtful, supportive consideration of someone's future financial and mental health.
1: And I, and Colton, before you move on, I have one piece of advice for my fellow wine drinkers out there: stop buying wine that does not exist. I'm just saying, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> just stop buying wine that does not really exist. <laughs> it's real. It's real, Colton. It is. People are buying wine that doesn't really exist.
2: Look at this bottle of wine that I bought. It's an NFT. Huh? It's a
1: picture.
2: It's a No. So, did it taste good?
1: Okay, that's it. You can move on, Colton.
0: <laughs> I get <can't> out <help> myself. <laughs> I I've actually never heard of that before. Are you serious?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh for real. my
0: gosh. Wow. Well, you know what? Um we have a lot of interesting people living in this world. That's all I'll say. Uh <laughs> Goodness. Um, man, I'm trying to think where to go from here. I'm, I'm just so, I I just want to again, say this, me and Douglas have never met before. We talked five minutes before we started this this show. I'm so glad that I'm on the same page as a tax advisor. That makes me feel really good about myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh goodness. But but Douglas, okay. We're going to have some fun here. We're going to ask you a totally off the wall question. Go for it. Okay. If you were to invest, no, I'm kidding. I'm I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about cryptocurrency. Uh, (laughs) Now that, now that COVID is kind of behind us, you know, we're able to start traveling again. We can go overseas. If you can go anywhere in the world, money doesn't matter because you hit it big with, with cryptocurrency. Where would you go and why?
2: Hamburg, Germany. To Germany? Hamburg specifically. Why is that? Hamburg was basically leveled in world war II and We paid the money for them to rebuild, and they didn't start until the 1950s, and they were able to revision how a major city could be laid out. They've preserved and restored the entire historic waterfront area. It is gorgeous. They have more canals than Venice or Amsterdam combined, and it is the second largest seaport in Europe. It has a vibrant population, and people actually stop and wait for the crossing signal to change, even if there are no cars coming. This is my kind of place. That's
0: what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, as a tax advisor, I can see everyone following the rules and doing what's right. I can understand that.
1: See, my historian friend Douglas. I love it. That's awesome. So, Douglas, uh, because we are always bridging the gap here, and I think this is a great conversation, Colton, by the way, when we talk about bridging the gap, especially between generations, right? People in my generation and older probably have uh, very little knowledge uh, or even want to know about this thing that doesn't exist. I'm kidding. Cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, whatever you want to call it. Where, Colton, you and your generation probably know a lot more about that. So, Douglas, would you, Divulge, or would you be willing to divulge what generation
2: you belong to?
1: Uh,
2: yeah, I technically am at the end of the baby boomer generation. Oh, wow. I was born when uh, Eisenhower was president, and uh, yeah. So, oh, wow. do
1: you find do you find that you identify with your own generation more, or no, do you identify with a different? <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
2: the answer Um, there's there's actually a developing new definition for the tail end of the baby boomer generation that we actually have so much more in common with the generation that immediately followed us we don't have the same experience growing up we don't have the same experiences as young adults as the people who grew up in the late 1940s and in the 1950s so like my time was the 70s and most baby boomers were already having children and engaged in the big adult world. And I was completing high school and going to college at that time. So,
0: wow. that, That's cool, man. We, we definitely need to get together. Uh, but Douglas, let's do this because I, I know that you are uh, – very, very good with, with tax, with cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. but also know that you do income tax, even if you don't have cryptocurrency and you've been right. doing this for 19 years. So, mm-hmm. so tell us, how can people get a hold of you, phone number, email address, uh, spell your name on your website and make sure you spell it out just so you know, we're
2: on audio only here. Absolutely. Uh, the easiest way to get us is my tax guy in Houston.com. You can either make an appointment for a consultation or, uh, get the phone number or send an email directly from the website. Make sure you use in my guy, my tax guy in Houston.com. Uh, the telephone number is 713 893 7348. And uh, we are still taking on people who filed an extension because they tried it on their own and they couldn't figure it out.
1: <laughs> Procrastinators,
2: <laughs> exactly. Yes. And if you if
0: you do have questions about cryptocurrency, I would I would uh, recommend you reach out to to Douglas because he does know what he's talking about there. Uh, and, and for those people who do have cryptocurrency, again, we're we're having a good time here. We're not we're not hating on you at all. We're just we're just. You know, we're just <laughs> Douglas. <laughs> we're just having a good time. So uh, again, thank you all for, for being on today. Douglas, thank you for being here. Tricia, thank you for being my co-host. Uh, listeners, thank you for listening. And this concludes this week's podcast, Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. We will see you next Wednesday. Thank you again for tuning into this week's episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. If there's a certain professional or profession that you want to hear from, leave a comment in this week's Facebook post. Please subscribe and share this podcast. Colton Cocker with Sharon McKinley Group LLC is located at 820 South Friendswood, Drive Suite 207, Friendswood, Texas 77546 phone number 281-992-5698. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, Inc. Member Finner Civic. McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.